So who are you? Are you like some special forces guy or something? Nah, I'm just a cook. Under Siege, coming at you next. All right, well, here we are, Nerds New Cool. I'm Justin. This is, I'm John. And joining with me is my dad today, yes. Bill. Bill Hildebrand. Bill Hildebrand. He's very excited about this. And I'll tell you why he's excited. Because we're talking about one of his favorite movies, definitely his favorite actor of all time, and that is Steven Seagal in Under Siege, the 30th anniversary. Crazy. So, Dad, let me ask you this question. Why do you love under or Steven Seagal so much? I'm not sure. I just the action of it all. Um, his coolness under fire. Uh, all the, his his little Ikedo uh, moves he makes yeah. during the, all these movies he makes. Yeah, I think that's why most people love Steven Seagal. Lambert, uh, can you tell me the first time you fell in love with Steven Seagal as well? I don't think I'm in love with Steven oh, Seagal. Okay. So I don't think I can. I, I don't think I can answer that question. <laughs> I do appreciate Steven Seagal, and I am a fan of this movie. Uh, this, yeah. this, this movie has extreme rewatchability. I mean, that's that's something that I found about it too while, while rewatching it last night. I've seen this movie a million times. Me too. But just being able to go back and enjoy it again, like there were no mm-hmm. glaring moments where I'm like, oh, this is kind of cringeworthy. Oh, this is kind of silly. Oh, this is ridiculous. It's what it is. You know what to expect. And you, if it's, you, it's all ridiculous. You can't just enjoy it. There's something wrong with you, right? Totally. Dad. Yes, of course. Totally. Yeah. So. Under Siege, where does this fall into like the, the lexicon of Steven Skull movies for you, Dad? Uh, it's probably one of the top three movies. It's, it's Under Siege, Under Siege 2. Um, uh, Out for Justice, Hard to Kill, the other ones he makes. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Hard to Kill. Hard to Kill is definitely up there as well. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Under Siege 2 a little bit later on and our, our feelings about that one. Um, <laughs> It is worth having a quick conversation about Steven Seagal. So we've got this he's got like a really like a really interesting background as far as he was into martial arts, he was overseas, apparently like some type of casting director like noticed him and saw him and that's kind of what got him on this path of basically being a quote unquote actor, at least an action, a lead a, he's an action star. An action star, right? Yeah. But he has had some difficulties before we kind of get into all the positives with him. He's had some difficulties in the in media. There have been some, you know, some accusations of him maybe not being the nicest, nicest guy to work with in the world. Yeah, yeah, okay. He, he was called the the worst uh, host for Saturday Night Live. That episode is rough, rough to watch. <laughs> yeah, that is not a fun rewatch. He doesn't strike me as as an improv guy, though. Not an improv guy. Not a, not an especially warm and, and welcoming person either. No, he seems uh, he seems pretty on brand with like the characters he plays. Totally, I don't think he's really acting very hard in those films. No, no. he's being himself. And then he and then he became a didn't he become like a sheriff mm-hmm. or like a like a police officer in a show for a while. Yep, he put on a lot I of weight. That. He's had some struggles over the. But we're going to focus on the positives and talk about him as an action star. Speaking of which, does anybody have? Let's let's start with you, John. Can you give me a list of maybe who your favorite action stars are? And this is all time. All time. All time. Well, Bruce Willis. Yep. I would say I would say Harrison Ford because mm-hmm. he is in a ton of action movies, and he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, yeah. Dad, Arnold. feel free to jump in with any action stars. Arnold is a good one. Sylvester Stallone. Sly is a good one. Mm-hmm. Especially recently with the Expendable franchise. Real resurgence. In and, his... and there's a new one coming out end I'm of sure. this year sometime. I'm sure there is. Expendables 4. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I want to see. I want to watch Tulsa King. The new, the, the the new, the new show that he's in. I can't remember what what it's on. Whether it's, I think it's on, whether it's on Paramount or Hulu or whatever streaming service it's on. I want to watch that because that looks cool. On Amazon, he's in a. Maybe it's on Amazon. I have no idea. He's on a, in a called uh, Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where he's a he's a coming back as a. Uh, he's like a retired superhero. Yes, that's it. It'd be like Crazy. Ju- it'd be like Judge Dredd, like forty years later. Awesome. All of a sudden, he's like, I will dust this this suit off and Love beat it. the shit out of a bunch of little kids. Yep. Uh, I'm surprised no one mentioned Wesley Snipes, oh, okay. Chuck Norris, Clint Eastwood. I'm yeah. trying to throw it back. I got to throw okay. it back to the old school. Old school Wesley action. Snipes, I can, uh, yeah, I can, get, I, I can get behind that. So Clint Eastwood, um, I wrote down Jackie Chan, yep. who I think should actually should be on the Mount Rushmore of action stars as far as mm-hmm. like who is the who puts his body through more physical like just distress in a, in a film. Mel Gibson, if, did I say Mel Gibson? If you, you watch did, Jackie you Chan's movie, if I can butt in real quick, if you watch the uh, outtakes at the end, they're hysterical. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking he's, he should be in the hospital. He should be. He should have broken his arm yeah. or his leg or, or his whatever. Back. Or his back like multiple times. Well, the bloopers are the ones we see when he didn't break his back. But I, he, right. he has right. been hospitalized a lot with his so – yeah, so he really gives up the body. So I think there's another category, though, before we move on to just talking under siege is that – who who are our favorite late career action stars? And can't, I mean, um, what I said I, I keep saying Ken Reeves. Um, he's he's the one I'm thinking of as far as like the late action star. Because Lee, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is on there. Anyone else? Well, I have to say it, it's it, Bob Odenkirk because nobody was awesome. Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> that movie was fantastic. That's it's the only action movie he's ever done, but it was mm-hmm. awesome. I think oh. Tom Cruise kind of falls in that category for both. He's almost like a young action star, but then. Now he's just strictly an action star as, as a late 50s, 60-year-old with Mission what Impossible. What about Jason Strayhorn? Just J- Stratham, Stray- right? Stratham, yeah, what is it? He's awesome. Yep. 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 That's your boy. The Rock. Should mention oh, yeah. him. The Rock. Yeah. So anyway, so there's a lot of amazing action stars. So let's talk about our favorite of the bunch, and that's Steven Seagal. Deep dive into Under Siege. Want to kick us off? So an ex-Navy SEAL turned cook is the only person who can stop a group of ter- terrorists when they seize control of the USS Missouri. They say a U.S. battleship, but let's be honest. It's the Missouri. Right. Well, we'll, and we'll talk about what that it is It debuted on October 9th, 1992. It's got a run time of one hour and 43 minutes. Another movie that does not feel like it's an hour and 45 minutes. No. I was watching this, and I was just kind of kicking back and relaxing, and then all of a sudden I hit pause. I'm like, what? Where are we in this movie? How much time's left? I was like, there's 20 minutes left in this movie. And they're like just getting into like the deep action. Like it's captivating for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like the ending fight scenes like really happen rapid fire pretty quick at the end there. I thought. That was pretty great. Uh, BS rankings. So Rotten Tomatoes, 79% with an audience score of 62%. IMDb has it at 6.5. This is one of those scores that is shocking to me. It's shocking to me that the audience score is lower than, than the critical score. Right. For this movie. Right. It doesn't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't make any sense. Right? You think would the think critics be would be like, par. oh, this is a silly action movie. The audience would be like, yeah, this is great. Like, snap some arms. Like, right? uh, yeah, I would agree. Like, if that was flipped and it was 79 Rotten Tomatoes for the audience, I'm like, okay, yeah, high 70s. Yeah. I can I can support that. Mm-hmm. You get on that. Next category, the Steven Spielberg Award for directing. The director of this is Andrew Davis, who also directed, he's got a, quite a few good ones on here, The Fugitive. 
a perfect murder, collateral damage, and then holes, which is the one that kind of doesn't. Which one of these is not like the those other? Doesn't really, doesn't really fit. No, that's who's it, who's in that Shia LaBeouf. It's like a kids movie with it Shia is. LaBeouf in it in the late nineties. Yeah, like a young Shia. Dad, the Fugitive or this movie? Which one would you? Which one would you rate higher? Higher. Uh, fugitive. Yeah, definitely. That is that is the correct answer. That is the right answer. <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's, it hurts to say, but it is it is very true. Next <laughs> category: the Tarantino Award for writing. We have got J. F. Lawton. Talk about someone who has done a lot of crazy like back and forth movies. Uh, wrote this one: Pretty Woman, Blank Man, Under Siege Two, Dark Territory. So there's a lot of random ass movies there. Right. Uh, anyway, so that quite quite an eclectic library of writing. Into the category, so now we get to pick our favorites. And I think this first category, I have an answer who's going to win, but I'm not sure about the next ones. The Tom Hanks category for best leading role. So we've got Steven Seagal plays Casey Ryback, and Tommy Lee Jones plays William Stranix. I put Tommy Lee Jones as there. As like, he's kind of like the second lead. He is. Do you think that's fair? Uh, that's fair. Okay. So, Dad, who do you think is the best leading role of those two? Who would you vote? Who would you pick? Oh, I definitely. Steven Seagal. Okay, that's the. Yeah, that's I it. like Tommy Lee Jones a lot, but sometimes some of his movies like this one, I think a little overacts. Just like uh, I think Gary Busey and Busey in this one over overacts. Yeah, I well, like that Gary's. Br- that's what I he think does. that's. What, I think uh, yeah. That's just his say. acting. That's just what he does. Always that's just Gary Busey. <laughs> I feel like Tommy Lee Jones is like auditioning for Two Face in this movie. Like he's basically playing the same character that he does in Batman uh, Forever, mm-hmm. but he just has he hasn't had his face burned yet. Essentially, the exact same. Having said that, Steven Seagal is the obvious winner. Totally. Next category, the other four Jacksons. So our favorite secondary characters. We got Gary Busey, who plays Krill, and Erica Eliniak, who plays Jordan Tate. You may know her also from Play, from Playboy or maybe <laughs> Baywatch. I was going to say Baywatch first, but let's be honest. Probably know her from Playboy. Um, who's our vote there? John, you want to go first? I think it's Gary Busey. So he's so good slash terrible. In this he's movie. good. <laughs> he's good. Yeah, I agree. That's a, that's an accurate assessment. Yeah, Gary's good, especially when he put on the outfit and was a dancer. Right. I, and I forgot about that scene. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. And I was like, oh, he's going for it. And he should be uh, awarded accordingly. So, yes, he gets the winner you'll, for this. You'll wonder here. how the people on the set accepted that as, a, as he comes out all dressed up like that girl. <laughs> the, it's like if people sitting there going, "What in the world?" Or like how they could keep a straight face yeah. like while he's just coming. Luckily, he had he came down the steps, so he's like upstairs. You couldn't see him. Mm-hmm. That probably helped. So we got some backup singers. Nice category, backup singers. There's some deep cut characters, and some of these people in this show in this movie are ones that I truly love. So we got Raymond Cruz, who plays Ramirez. If you don't know who that is, he is what melt like best well known as Tuco from Breaking Bad, but he also had just a ton of bit parts in like the late '90s, early 2000s. Basically a bunch of action movies. We've got Cole Meany, who plays Dahmer. He is best known, I think, from Mystery, Mystery Alaska. He's the mayor. He's the mayor, right? Yeah. we got Bernie Casey, who plays Commander Harris. He is the Tridelt, um, like, president of Revenge of the, in Revenge of the Nerds. Not Tridelt, Trilam. Trilam. Trilamda. Remember, they're at the party. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Glenn. Uh, he's, also, is it, he's, he's also the principal in... Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You're right. There we go. See, he's got a quite a quite a library there. Glenn Morshawaris, who plays Ensign Taylor. You might know them from 24. Sure. And then finally, this is a late addition for me last night. Dwayne Davis, who plays Johnson, who you might also know him from the program. The program. 
And necessary roughness. And I remember, necessary roughness. I remember that episode. I can spell. That says Adidas. <laughs> Who's our fa- favorite of these five characters? I will actually go first. I personally like. Um, I probably like the, as far as like his port, the way he acts this movie in this in this one. I, I'm gonna go Cole Meany, who plays Dahmer. I just think he does a really good job at it. He's yeah. like he's he's like the. Would you call him the right hand man to Tommy Lee Jones? So Tommy Lee Jones, yes. yes, because you have like kind of Gary Busey and Tommy Lee Jones, and like he's got the curly hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Dahmer is like the guy who kind of runs everything right. for Stranix, basically. So, and I agree. I mean, the other guys like I mean, Johnson dies. Ramirez doesn't really do much. Um, I mean, his name is Ensign Taylor. He doesn't even have a first name. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. It's for me. It's Dahmer. Dad, would you would you agree? You got somebody else in mind. I like Bernie Casey. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I kind of do too. That's not a bad. That's not a bad vote. You got to love him from Revenge of the Nerds and from. Uh, that's why I like him so much. Revenge of the Nerds is a great movie. <laughs> all right, John yeah, Williams category. It's one of those movies you got to watch a couple of times. You get it all. Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, that is true. John Williams category for music. Gary Ching did the music here, also known for Sniper, The Substitute, and The Island of Dr. Moreau. So not really a ton of stuff, but just a couple noteworthy. Yeah. I mean, kind of just, all right, sounds good. Thanks, Gary. Hey, cool. Thanks, Gary. All right, the next category. So let's, let's kind of walk us through the movie. And there, are, so our favorite scenes are scenes to nerd out on. So I wrote down a, a handful. Um, as I mentioned, this movie goes pretty quick, but I don't really have a lot of a lot of scenes that... I broke up on. I mean, like I said, near the end, there's a lot of scenes going on. The first scene I got is the kitchen, the kitchen confrontation, and what I mean is that's when he when he punches Krill in the face, right? Like when yeah. Seagal is that's like, that's not striking an officer. That's, that's striking, striking, an that's officer. striking an officer. Here we go. Perfect. So that that was that was my first one. Just the entire taking over the ship part. Yep. Um, basically, when they show up, there's the whole dance. That's when we see again Krill dancing and Tommy Lee Jones, who's who's the highest ranking officer down here, and just shoots him in the head. Shoots him in the head. Yep. The scene from the uh, the freezer when Seagal escapes from the freezer. Casey in the kitchen. Another kitchen scene, but a different kitchen scene. He's he's been locked in the freezer. Now he's getting out. Yeah, and then he starts killing people. He starts killing people. He starts he starts doing Stephen turns Seagal the things. lights down. He's on the hunt. He just shoots, just finds a knife, throws it at a just guy, chucks him in, gets him in the neck. Yeah, he's yeah. just just capping people. Um, then I got the this is kind of like all in the one blowing up the helicopter. Mm-hmm. With saving the saving, uh, what's her name that gets kind of kept captured? Jordan, um, Jordan, Jordan and, Tate, and then the grenade in the door kind of ends with the grenade in the door that like, yeah. blows that guy off. I've got <laughs> just the typical like action film scene, which is when he's just he's got the two semi automatics in his hand and he's just killing every <laughs> he's, single person. He's, he's running down the hallway and running shooting. down. I actually have literally running the hall and just gunning down everyone. <laughs> That's the next scene. <laughs> Doesn't it always amaze you that the good guys always can shoot and kill somebody on the run, and the bad guys have a machine gun, and they can't hit anything. They can't no. hit anything. Yeah. They're just jumping into freaking just bullets, like yeah. just di- almost like diving into bullets. I've got the, the shooting shooting the sub, so like the loading, the shooting, the, that whole thing, and then the final fight scene between him, him the, and Stranix. Yeah, the knife fight. The knife fight. Any scenes I'm forgetting? No, but that final scene when he um, stabs uh, Tommy Lee Jean in the head with a knife. Mm-hmm. How did he do that? You got to be rich. Have you seen? I slowed it down last night because I had the time. 
it's like a dummy clearly made in the shape, and it's it's not even like that well done. It's very oh no, it's, it's very yeah, you clear. Can, you can tell. Yeah, it's very like when he stabs it, like you actually see the top of the head like kind of pop off a little bit, and then the wig kind of like goes aside. It's it's very quick if you're just watching it in real time, but if you pause it, you're like, oh, that is a that looks like a jack o' lantern. That might be the Michael Byers mask with the, with a wig on <laughs> that he just stabbed. Um, but that's an epic. That's an epic. I got more on that later on. That's an epic de- epic death. Uh, any other any scenes I forgot? No, I think that was nope. it. That's good. So, what's our favorite scene? Blowing up the helicopter. That's a good one. And that's I, I, it's kind of combined with multiple things, right? Yes. Blows up the helicopter, jumps up the side, climbs up. Hel- helicopter falls up the side. Oh yeah, it's, it's very it's whole, yeah. Whole dramatic. Thing. Very dramatic. <laughs> so what you got? What do you got, Lambert? I was gonna say um, probably Casey in the kitchen, not the first one, the second one. When he's when he's escaping, mm-hmm. and he's again he dims the lights, he throws the knife, and then he builds that real quick makeshift bomb for the microwave that blows up later on. Right, right, because that's I mean that's that's the first time you see like his other side coming out. Yeah, uh, just just to, I was gonna say this for later on, but I actually think that first guy that he fights is the person he has the most trouble with in the entire movie. <laughs> like when he fights Stranix later on. Like it, it takes a long time, but like nothing really happens to to Ryback. Like he's fine. He just jing 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 jing. Eventually stabs him in the head and throws him through the freaking glass, the, the the window, whatever. Um, but that guy, the first scene in the kitchen, there's like wrestling around with him. He like he didn't doesn't kill him automatically right away. I was like, this guy, he's having some real trouble with Joe Schmo freaking henchman here. Right. Um, henchman number two. He gets stronger as as the movie goes. He, he remembers his his training. I right. Guess. Yeah. Uh, I personally like the final fight. I, I, it's because I think I just love when he just stabs him right on the fucking top of the head, just, just <laughs> <laughs> with emphasis. And then, but, but then that's not good enough. You've got to throw him also through into the monitors. Into the monitors. Yeah, to make sure he's electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, the, the screen. Yeah. Now, I don't yeah. remember what line he says, but he says something like some sar- something sar- sarcastic. I don't know. I'm sure. Some the action the action hero quip. Yeah. Yeah. Cool off or whatever. He, you know? he didn't yeah. use it's an adventure, did he? Then. No, no, he didn't. I did not. That's later on. That's earlier on. Yeah. It's an adventure. The next category, the Heath Ledger Award for Scene Stealing. So this is for who we think, when they're on screen, they absolutely steal the spotlight from anyone else on the screen. I only have one nomination. I only have one name, too. Me, too. Do we just... It's Tommy Lee Jones for me. It's... Yeah. Do you have somebody else? No, Jordan Tate, when she pops out (laughs) of the cake. Oh, my God. That's... (laughs) Uh, I mean, no one else is looking at anything else in that screen. That is true. Her. That did. That was. You're right. That well, is. The, but, uh, that is the definition of scene stealing. I suppose. In credit, right. she's the only one in that scene too. That's true. True. Yeah. But until if Casey, there was somebody in there, nobody would care. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody's going to care. <laughs> right. if, she, if, if it actually went according to plan and it was in a room full of people, you're right. <laughs> That's the only person you're looking at. All right. Let's move on. Uh, next category: Dante's Peak. So we're going to list some, p- some people or things, and the question is. Is this like the peak of the mountain for that person or that thing? So we'll, let's start with Gary Busey. Gary Busey has 183 credits, just, just so everyone knows, which I, like, gun to my head, I couldn't think of more than probably a dozen. But he's in 183 things, which is absolutely crazy. So the question is, what do we think his peak is? Let me list some things for you, and then you guys decide. He's in Lethal Weapon in 87, mm-hmm. Predator 2 in 90. Mm. Point Break in 91, This in 92, The Firm in 93, Rookie of the Year in 93, and then just a bunch of other random crap. So what's his peak? Point Break. 
91. That's a good. That's a good vote. What do you got, Dad? I'm thinking uh, this move here. Under siege. See, it's either Point Break or it's Entourage. Those are those. Two thousand five, whatever. Whatever. It is. Yeah. I actually think it's this movie. I, I there's an art. There's a real argument for Point Break. You could say he gets that, and with this right after it, like he's he's just like I don't want to call him an A-list actor, but he's like in all the big action stuff. Yeah. Um, and even with Predator Two right before that, it's definitely early '90s. I'd say Point Break or Under Siege. Mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones is a little bit harder. Maybe not. Uh, he's he's been in eighty six things. JFK is in ninety one. He's got a few. He's got a handful of things before that, but, yeah. but we would know very well. Uh, JFK is ninety one. This is in ninety two. The Fugitive is ninety three. Batman Forever is ninety five. Mm-hmm. Men in Black is ninety seven. And then ni- and then uh, just to jump forward, we got to put in there No Country for Old Men, which is in two thousand seven. So, Dad, what do you think is his most noteworthy? I can't think of the name of the movie, but it's with Clint Eastwood, him, and James Garner. When they're the old astronauts, oh, space cowboys, space cowboys. Space cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> that's in like '99, I think. Yeah, that, that that was a pretty good movie. So that that's it's, a, it's, that, an, it's an entertaining movie. It is. That's just this, just after Men in Black. And he you think that's the peak of his career? I don't know. He just he doesn't <laughs> overact in that movie. He just he's just good in the movie. Okay, he it's is. A, it's a steady movie for him. All right, I like it. We're gonna get some real left field re- replies here, and I, I appreciate. <laughs> I'm that. I'm sure. No, it's good. Okay, what do you got? So originally, I had The Fugitive written down, but it's probably Men in Black. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of, I think it depends on the generation. So if you're talking about like people that are in their teens in like the 90s, Men in Black is probably the answer. Mm-hmm. But anyone before that is going to say Fugitive. Yeah. Because The Fugitive was like such a, besides like, like you can speak to this, Dad, like amazingly yeah. popular TV show. Yes. And mm-hmm. then like they remake this with Harrison Ford. I was going to say, yeah, my parents watched the TV show. So they, they're like, oh, yeah, this because I, I, of course, you know, us, it's like, it's something new. And no, it's not. Right. Yeah, it was around for a while. Yeah. So, okay. What about, uh, we're going to save, save Seagal for the end. What about uh, movies on a boat? I have one answer for this. I do too. <laughs> I only, the only movie I can think of is on a boat the whole time is Titanic. Yeah. Is there another one you can think of? Poseidon. Well, I'm just thinking Poseidon. About... Oh, Poseidon Adventure, yeah, or Poseidon. Yeah. Poseidon Adventure is probably the right answer. Oh, Poseidon. Well, first thing comes to my mind is Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Even though it's not a, on a boat, it starts on a boat. It starts it on a boat. It does start on a boat. <laughs> love, <laughs> love, love Boat? Love Boat. That's, That's on a that boat. A, was that a movie? It's a show. That's a show, but it's close. But, Voyage well, of the I, Mimi? It could just be anything on a boat. Voyage of the Mimi. I think these are all great nominees, and actually, I would say, like, if we're talking, like, Titanic is still the answer. It's still Titanic, but but, yeah, but the, the second one is probably Love Boat. Right? Probably, we love Boat. If, if you just See, if you go to just like either movies, television show, anything on a boat, yeah, anything on a boat, Love Boat. I wasn't a big fan of Titanic. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I I, I, I don't mean, like to rewatch it. It's not a movie I've rewatched. I'm I watched, like, hey, watched it once, and it was like real depressing at the very end, and. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you really want to watch 1,500 people die. Yeah. You know what's going to happen, so you just got coming. It's like, okay. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's another one. The USS, again, we talked about this, the USS Missouri, which that's not what they call it, but it is, that is what it that's is. A, that's what they call it. They call it the Missouri. Oh, they do. Okay, good. They, right. they absolutely right. call it out. Oh, that's right, because they bring on Bush and everything. Yeah. Yeah, because they're retiring it. Yeah. So the question is, is the peak of the mountain for the, for, is, is Dante's peak, the USS Missouri, this movie, or no, a little bit of history. <laughs> I can tell you, I can tell you the piece. So, if you didn't know, <laughs> the USS Missouri was uh, assigned to the Pacific Theater during World War II, battles of Iwo Jima, Okinawa, and uh, yeah, basically um, helped to end 
they're actually saying like World War II, like they this, this J- Japan this, surrendered. There we go on the deck of the Missouri in World War II. So and, I guess that's and, kind of the and that was the peak of so the USS. So it's one A and then under siege is one B. Is what you're saying? Real close second. Sure. Okay. Uh, now Steven Seagal. So the peak of his mountain. Let's talk about his his big ones. Above the law is an 88. Hard to kill 90. Mark for death 90. Under siege 92. On deadly ground 94. Under siege 2 94. And then executive decision. Where he's like top build, but he's in the movie for spoiler alert. He's in the movie for like ten minutes. Yeah, that's he, in '96. He dies at the beginning. Dies <laughs> at the beginning, but he's on the cover, front and center. So this is kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough way to go. How he went in that <laughs> movie. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Oh, getting sucked out of the sucked plane. out of the top they, of the plane. They, they, <laughs> they Sean beamed him. I mean, you he could, died at the beginning. Is, is that the is that the that's the downfall? That's the first movie he dies in, and that's basically that's the. Maybe that's a telling of times for his career for yeah. Steven Seagal. Oh, I'm sure he's fine. Uh, listen, I think that I think Hard to Kill is probably the one that most people know the best, but I, I actually think this is his peak under under siege. I think as far as like critical acclaim and people that are in the movie and money generated revenue wise, that's my opinion. What do you guys think? Yeah, because you've got to think about like who's like I mean, he's got Tommy Lee Jones in this movie. Mm-hmm. Gary Busey is in this movie. Yeah, from a from a cast perspective, yeah, this is pretty solid. Right. Well, the movies he made before Under Siege are pretty good. I like uh, Above the Law, Hard to Kill, um, Marked for Death, Out for Justice. They're all interesting movies, and they're, they made him more of an action hero that when he made uh, Under Siege, it was more believable in a way. All right, so you, you saw him in different actions and stuff. So you kind of expect you like you're like oh I expect him to do this it's okay but it's believable because of what he did because because he just snapped somebody's arm in half and hard to kill. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I, the, I, the best was Mark for Death. Is that when he killed all those Jamaicans in the in the bank or wherever he was when they yeah. came to attack him? I don't think I've seen anybody break somebody's more people's arms and legs ever yeah. in a movie. It was pretty in, in a ten minute span. Pretty amazing. <laughs> the arm breaking per, per per minute is is staggering. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, well, let's move on. Next category, Quoth the Raven. So our favorite quotes. You already said the one that I think is most known, the you're in the Navy. It's, oh, not, yeah. a, it's not a job, it's an adventure. It's an adventure. It's an adventure. Any other quotes you guys want to add in here? Just I'm just throwing it out there. This is not a very quotable movie. It is just, not. I, I tried to find some, and I could like rattle off a couple of these, but right. a lot of it, honestly, is just kind of like just dialogue with curse words in it, and I... It's not really like memorable, <laughs> memorable quote wise. Right, like I wrote down like when Stranick says they can handle twenty marines and a hundred cooks. Yeah, that's a quote. All right, cool. Uh, I mean, the, the one I laughed at, which isn't shouldn't be, I shouldn't laugh at it, but it was kind of funny. It's the way it's delivered. Stranick says, "Say, Krill, you're a maniac. Drown your own crew." And he says, "They never like me uh, anyway." Uh, and he yeah. says, "I bet they fucking love you now." <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. It's so stupid. It just made me laugh. It's just some of the quotes in this movie are just ridiculous. Yep. Dad, you have a favorite quote, or are you, you good with the... No, I'm good with those. Okay, all right. Next category, so you're canceled. What would we need to get rid of in order to make this today? I, I really only had one part that was so glaring. I was like, this is... It, it wasn't even like a... It was probably offensive to some people. It was just like, who who approved this? It was the part when they've got like the, the submarine that shows up, and the Italians are there helping out, and they are... 
saying the most Italian, like stereotypical, like literally two guys are going, Mamma Mia. Like that they're like saying that as they're fixing fucking part of the sub subway. I'm like, why why would anybody go like that sounds like something they'd normally say? Like it was just so over the top. Two of the guys are named Luigi. Like it was just I I just I, I wasn't offended, but I was like, this is very lazy. This is <laughs> <Yeah>. very lazy. <laughs> They, they took shortcuts there. That was that was the only part for me that like was glaring. That uh, maybe just, but now it would just be Russian and they just be stereotypical Russians like they were in the nineties. I, I never even paid attention to that. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't pay attention. Well, to now what they next were time you either. watch it, you know, no, you'll it'll be the loudest thing anyone says, and you'll, you'll laugh out loud. I was I I busy watching uh, Steve Skull swim around mm, with right. a gun in his hand. His way he swims is very uh, intriguing, which I don't, we don't have to talk about that now. But um, maybe that's how they. Tr- Maybe that's how they swim in the Navy. I would like say the Marines. Yeah, I don't know. Or, or the yeah. As far as you you'd you'd probably have to do something with Jordan Tate's character. Oh uh, yeah, you'd that's fair. Probably have to change that. I don't think Playboy models that that's not like the 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 those aren't the people that are being drawn for these 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 roles anymore. Right. When I, when I, in a minute, when well, I talk I about just who mean, I like, I don't know if you're gonna I don't, if you make this movie now, I don't know if you're gonna make her a stripper. Oh no. That's what I'm saying. Not at all. Yeah, there's something different going on there. You, you have to. Yeah. There, you would have to do something else with that character. Right. Honestly, she's probably like another person on on board. I have that is like a crew member or something I, like I've, that. And I have thoughts on that. Oh, okay. All right. Right now, or you want to? No, 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 no. For the next category. Oh, okay. Well, let's get to the next category then. So, next category is kind of hard. This is this is called. This was extremely another Spider-Man again, which means who would be the actors or actresses in these roles? If we remade this movie today, so like we flash forward to 2022, we're remaking Under Siege. Who plays these characters? So, let's start out with Gary Busey. Gary Busey's character, Commander Krill. Commander Krill. Who who could play? Now he was 48 at the time when this movie came out. So I was looking for like late 40s, early 50s actors. I, this is the only category I actually like my answers. I, it's not true. I, I like maybe one or two other ones, but I, I really like my, my the ones I came up with for, for him. I don't like any of my answers. Do you want to go first? For anybody. You I go only, first and I'll go second because <laughs> I like my answers. I only, I only had one name written down and it's a total cop-out. I put Jake Busey. Jake Busey, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's his son. You know Jake Busey is? Yeah. He, looks like, no. he looks like Gary Busey, but he's just taller yeah. and skinnier. I he's guess. his son. He has, I have big, Jake. has a big teeth. Too. Yes. Well, oh, well, seriously, it's yes, crazy. You're like, of course that's his son. Uh, okay, that's that's fantastic. I really like that answer. You Let me give you a couple other ones. I went maybe we're gonna take this seriously and make it like a good movie. I think Jake Busey is maybe the other the other direction. <laughs> that's, the like, other, that's the <laughs> that's, other direction. That's the B movie. Straight, let's, let's, make straight this to, a, let's make this a B movie. That's straight to video or straight to streaming nowadays. I got Joaquin Phoenix. I'm trying to think of someone who just fucking just seems like they could just be crazy, crazy. Uh, I got Michael Fassbender. But my favorite though is David Harbor. I think David Harbor could play that, okay. that yeah. crazy role a little bit. I got you. Do you know Stranger Things? No. The sheriff. Do you know Black Widow? Yeah. The dad in Black Widow. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That that's my I, I like I I think I think he, David Harbor would do an awesome job. I, with that I agree role. with that assessment. <laughs> All right. Tommy Lee Jones. This one was a little bit harder. So Tommy Lee Jones, again, plays Stranix. He's forty six at the time. So it's kinda I'm kinda like swimming in the same pool with but I was trying to think of people who I think could could you could be it could be believable that they are are slightly unhinged but also incredibly proficient at what they do and and intelligent very intelligent but then like out of nowhere would just like flip the switch to be kind of I don't know if crazy is the right word but um 
I have five written down here. I really only like two of them, so I'm only going to share two. I only have one. Oh, well, you want to go first? Sure. What do you got? Christopher Waltz. Oh, Christoph. Yeah, Christopher Waltz. Christoph yeah. Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Whatever you want. I, 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 like, like, I like that. That's good. Yeah. Was, mine were, was the only one mine were Bradley Cooper, who actually is in his mid in mid-40s now. And I also had, and I always said this last time, we've done one of the last ones. His name comes up, but I'm trying to find the perfect role for him, and it's going to happen one of these days. Like Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy could. Tom be Hardy okay. could do it because he's okay kind of. In this. He's unhinged and. I'm know, not super a, happy. He's, with a, these he's choices. a little unhinged in in Peaky Blinders, and he's a little unhinged in Batman. Can I give you like a? Okay, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna share this next one, which is out of left field. I actually put John Krasinski on there. I don't know why. I'm. Almost, I just think. I think that he could have. He would. He would be shocking to. He would. It would be a crazy reveal that he is in fact the crazy one. And the bad guy. The bad guy. Just trying to think. Somebody's a good actor. Anyway, I, I don't like. I don't kinda like. like kind of like Harrison Ford in What Lies Beneath, where he just turns yeah. out to just be completely ruthless. All of a sudden, you're like, "Damn, that wow. got that got me." He's really evil. Yeah. So there's there's a little bit of that. The nice guy that all of a sudden, and I think that you know, look at Tommy G, Tommy Lee Jones's roles. He's traditionally a good guy, mm-hmm. and then he, when he plays a bad guy, you're like, "Oh, that's that's interesting." Like it's I actually, didn't expect that a little bit. But it's believable. It's believable. Okay. I'm not super happy with those choices, but we'll just we'll move on. Uh, Erica Alaniak. So again, Jordan Tate. She was 33 at the time. So I was looking for like some actresses that are in their 30s, obviously, early 30s. I I have one name, but Go again, it, it it goes back to my previous point of like probably having to rework the character. So like, so what, what would you? How would you rework the character? So well, one in in this particular direction. You know, you could completely change it from a helpless stripper sidekick to someone who can actually help out and actually be like almost like a partner. So someone that can yep. kick ass on their own. And for that, I, it's Scarlett Johansson. Well, yeah, she'd be she'd be really good at that. She would be, the she, same thing. If that was going to be the role for the, like, depending on what you do, like if you if you if you flip it to make it someone that's actually like, well, maybe she's a cook too, but I don't know how you mm-hmm. want to spin it or anything like that. But like. Yeah, if you want to turn, she, if you want to, if you want to turn her into a badass, it's ScarJo. If it's something else, maybe it's not her. Maybe it's someone else. She's the shoe chef. Yeah. Um, I had Emma Watson, and I had Jennifer Lawrence. I think could maybe pull off some something like that. Mm-hmm. But I do like I do like the idea of. Yeah, it's got to be reworked in some way. Yeah, I just don't know how. All right, this is this is the hardest one of of the bunch, and that's that's the recast of Casey Ryback. He was 40. Seagal was 40 at the time. So who could pull off a role? Who could be believable that of someone who could just gouge out an eyeball, then stab someone in the forehead, and then throw them through a computer screen? Basically, seemingly in one motion. It's it's obvious. Who is it? Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he's, but he's, he's like the old. same age as Seagal. It's too old. He could pull this off for he sure. He probably yeah. could. He could. Uh, I have a couple younger people. I had Charlie Hunnam. Okay. Um, actually, my favorite though on this list, I had Sebastian Stan also, which I think w- isn't wouldn't be bad. You know, who Sebastian Stan is no Winter Soldier. He's the Winter Soldier. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. I think Michael B. Jordan could pull this off. I think he. I think he, I would be. I would believe that he was a, a wise ass. Basically, told his you know superiors to go fuck themselves because of something they did that was unethical. Mm-hmm. Now he's serving as a cook. And has to come out and just beat the shit out of people whenever the time. Like like what he did, he did a 
Clancy show recently on on Amazon, didn't he? Um, without remorse. Without remorse, yeah. And it was good, and he was. He's believable as like a Navy SEAL type and he fucking was, badass. He was ruthless in it too. Yeah, it was good. So that's uh, that's, that's my vote. But you got got anybody? Um, probably got some better. He's probably a couple of these guys might be too old, but you know, hey, Hollywood, <laughs> they can do anything they want. So I wrote down Jason Statham. Yeah. Because I think he could probably mm-hmm. do it. And then these two, I took a different direction. Donnie Yen. Oh, yeah, yeah. From Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I think he could do it. Because I was trying to think of like, because it's, 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 especially when you're talking about Steven Seagal, like, okay, yeah, he knows how to handle a gun, but it's more about the martial arts and being, being believable at being able to actually kick someone's ass. And Donnie Yen could probably kick someone's ass. I think but actually, so too. no, it's not probably. He could. He definitely could. He definitely could. And then uh, John David Washington. Remind me who he is. He's Denzel's son. He was in... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what's it called? I'm blanking on his... Yeah. Well, he was in... Oh, God. You're killing me. John David Washington. What about Krasinski? Krasinski? Yeah. He was in Tenet. He was in Black Klansman. Yeah. Yeah, Tenet. Tenet amazing. Krasinski is actually not a bad... Bad person to fall in here. I, no, I he could he could do this. I think we're I mean, talking John Clancy type 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 yeah. characters actors. He could, yeah, he could probably like you. I know you said him for Stranix, but he could probably do. I think he Washington. Could do I think Krasinski. I think that um, Jordan. I think those are those are the picks for the A list movies. I think that if you pick Stratham and you pick uh, Jake Busey, Busey, that's the B. And I'm I'm okay. With, I'm going to see them both. I'll see either iteration. I don't care. <laughs> but we're, we're definitely wading in different waters with those casts. Right. Okay, uh, next category: to stream or not to stream. Is this a better? Is this better as a TV show? I just put no. 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 Okay, let's move on. It's not believable for him to get, for him to be like have just that sh- string of shitty luck, like over and over and over yeah. again. To Stay keep, tuned to next week. Yeah, just to keep getting <laughs> stuck in shitty situations and having to fight yourself out. Like no. Uh, so tomorrow is another day. So next category: what happens next? So what happens next? I mean, I, I guess we could say, like, obviously what happens next is dark territory. Yes. A couple years later, that's what happens. He well, gets himself into some wacky he, shenanigans on a train. Right, he gets stuck on a train this time <laughs> instead of a boat. Right. Um, and that, sh- that movie wasn't really bad until the very end. When that bad guy's climbing up the ladder on the hel- helicopter. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, the special effects are it's, comical it's, at best. Oh, my God. Um, I... I'm gonna let you continue to think it's a good movie. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for you. Slamming the door on his hands. I mean, there are some good fight scenes. It is hard to like make a like. How do you make an action-packed fight scene or you know movie with a train? I mean, in in the galley of a train. That's yeah. There's there's only so many places to go. Right. It's it's kind of like on a plane. Like how do you make Air Force One like that dynamic of a a hell of a fucking big train or plane? It's it's a big plane. Yeah. Uh, Casey and Jordan get married. You think so? Do they? Oh, I do not think so. I think that they. I think it's, I think it's a fling, and then I it's think over. they break up after that funeral thing. Um, I think Rybeck gets instated. He immediately gets in trouble for punching another superior in the face, and because they won't let him grow his ponytail back, um, and then that's that's he, it. Then that's he gets it. Dis- and then he gets dishonorably discharged. No, no, I think he gets on another. Now, and then he, now he's on the. Now he's on a plane, and then everything happens again. The he train. Does his Twenty. He just basically just picks all the popular like means of travel. Um, sub probably a subway situation in there somewhere. So yeah, but I'm still surprised it wasn't a uh, under siege three. 
There, there might have been. <laughs> there might be one that's just sitting in the sitting sitting in, in, in the drawer can, somewhere. A can somewhere. It's we'll just. Go. It's got. A, there's a script somewhere in so you know collecting dust. Well, just so you guys know, I know you guys are, are on the edge of your or your seat about to hear this, but um, our illustrious producer Justin behind the scenes there just shared an article with me from Deadline saying that apparently a reboot of the '92 hit Steven Seagal movie Under Siege is underway. At Warner Brothers. How do you reboot it? Who's who'd they cast? Uh, Timo Tajanto is directing. Sure. Amer Aline is writing. Um, apparently, this is going to be planned to stream on HBO Max. And there's no word yet if Seagal will reprise his role as Casey Ryback. He, I think he's a little old for that. Yeah, a little big. He's got. He's gonna have to get back in shape. Yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, he did it in Hard to Kill, right? I mean, it's obviously... I mean, he was back from being paralyzed, back to fighting shape in, like, oh. seemingly three three he, months he, of montages. He, he shaved and cleaned up, and... He can do it. And then he was, I, I picture him as, like, this is more of, like, a... Uh, what's it called? The Incredibles? Like, a workout situation? Like, one of those? Oh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, seen Maybe uh, like, the uh, newest um, movie with uh, Thor... That you know what? That's even better. Don't say anything. I haven't seen it yet. Well, he gets skinny again, and there's a well, montage. Of he does that, get skinny. That, again. That, yes, that exactly is. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. That's amazing. Um, okay, so there was some guy at the Chase Park Plaza Theater that thought that movie was hysterical. As we watched it, he was in the back laughing so loud that people two theaters over could hear him. I'm sure. Under Siege? No. Or, or no, oh, the, 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 oh, the no. Newest story I know, I was kidding. I was kidding. <laughs> yes. Yes, that movie is pretty funny. Four. Lambert, sorry. I, I, I have you're, to... You're past the... You're past the, the... Don't say anything. All right, okay, I won't say anything. <laughs> I already said it. Next category... Uh, 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 uh. Next category, which is just a breakdown of nerd facts. So some things behind the scenes of this movie that we think uh, maybe you should know. Maybe they're true, maybe they're not. Who knows? This we'll is what see. the internet says. The movie did begin life, This is this is true, as... It was called Dreadnought. It was an original script by J.F. Lawton, which he was paid $1 million. Good for him. It was good for him. Whilst, I love that word, Under Siege was in production in late 1991, the U.S. marked the 50th anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. President George Bush gave an address in, in the presence of many Navy battleships which served in the conflict. Footage of this event, as well as President Bush's actual speech, is included in the early scenes of Under Siege. It was reported was reportedly at the suggestion of Seagal himself that the Under Siege crew recorded footage from this event and used it in the movie, mainly to take advantage of the spectacle of so many great ships assembled. Seagal has got real, real eye for, for movies. He's, a, he's got that cinematographer's eye. And make sure we make it clear it's President George H.W. Bush. Correct. The first one. You're right. The Okay, so we talked about the USS Missouri already, but the ship had not yet been had been decommissioned when the movie was being uh, shot in production. So the bulk of the film is actually shot aboard another retired battleship, the USS Alabama. Skull had to have his ponytail snipped off for the role of Casey Ryback. The action star's slick back hair was not allowed to be any longer than four inches, as this was the most the Navy would allow. See, I, res- I respect that. Like, hey, he's in the Navy. They've got regulations. Yeah, that's what I mean. See, this is the premise for the next one. Yeah. He grows it back, and he, they would tell him to cut it again. He just won't and have it. And he says it. no. Just breaks, breaks his general's arms. <laughs> right back is a Polish word that translates into English as fisherman. Apparently, this is Seagal's way of paying 
homage to his Eastern European heritage, as his mother's maiden name was Fisher. That's pretty cool. Yeah. When Erica Alaniac left Baywatch after the first three seasons, her place on the popular TV show was filled by Pamela Anderson. However, Anderson has in recent years claimed that she was also a contender for Alaniac's role in Under Siege. Alarmingly, Anderson says she didn't get the part because she found herself in a casting couch scenario with Seagal and spurned his advances. Yeah, I guess I was alluding to there's some there's some stuff that has been said after the fact. Who knows if it's true or not. <laughs> kind of hard to believe that one. I don't know. Maybe. No, no, knowing her, her background. I mean, perhaps, but also... Mm. I, also I don't know. Seagal's background. Mm. Yeah, definitely. All right, so here's interesting. So Andrew Davis, again, his work on, on Under Siege got him a huge break, and he was able to direct The Fugitive. Harrison Ford was not attached, but after he watched Under Siege, apparently he was like, yep, sign me up. I'll be Richard Kimball. So Under Siege is basically the reason why The Fugitive is, was made. Well, The Fugitive was made with Harrison Ford. I'm just going to say it was made in general. Oh, okay. We have, sure. we have Under Siege and Steven Seagal to thank for The Fugitive. Yep. This is one of only three movies with Steven Seagal to hold a fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. The other two are Executive Decision and Machete, <laughs> though he only had very small roles in those two. He did. Yeah. He did. But, you know, again, this, this has some pretty good reviews on it. All right. One of our last categories, Inner Nerd Thoughts. So did we learn anything? Uh, so I just had a couple thoughts as we were kind of go through this. Like, first of all, um, this basically is all because Krill got a couple bad performance reviews. Is that is that what I'm being led to believe? Like, why he let, let his ship get taken over? Because It's because of money. I know he got money, but it seemed like the catalyst was like the old man wrote a couple bad reviews, so fuck him, I'm gonna make some millions. Uh, no, am I reading? Maybe he just seemed to, like he's so. He, they, I don't know. They harped on that too much. I thought he did harp on that a little bit at the at the beginning, as far as like his performance reviews. But I mean, at the end of the day, it was about money. That's fair. All right, there's some things as as the takeover is happening that I, I I don't know if I laughed out loud at. Okay, here's a good example. When the takeover is happening, why are they're just people repelling? Did you guys notice n- notice that? You gotta have people. Repelling. There's just people repelling to seemingly nowhere, and then they were propelling to decks that were already had been taken over. Like I'm like, why? Where are they repelling from, and why are they repelling? Because right it's an action movie in the '90s. You need people repelling always. W- where did all these? That's another thing. Where did all these people come from? There are no less than than 85 bad guys. And they didn't fit in that helicopter. Those 85 people. <laughs> Oh, it's kind of like a Volkswagen. Are they? They all? Did they? Were they planted there? I mean, I'm just saying that's a gigantic uh, uh, catering staff. Um, no one else thought that was shocking, staggering. Just me. I well, just well, didn't pay attention to the amount okay. of right. terrorists. That's Which fine. Shocking to me was only the bad guys had guns. You're right. None of the other good guys. The good, good guys are guarding the ship and soldiers and navy people. Nobody has a gun. They did. <laughs> what the heck happened there? Yeah. Uh, Okay, so we talked about Seagal and the way he swims. And maybe, again, maybe that's like the way you're supposed to swim when you are a Navy SEAL. Um, but the way he runs, I'm pretty sure, is not like standard issue running. Str- like He runs like a, like a robot. Like all of his limbs are like, they don't bend. They don't bend in the right way. <laughs> he does run. He, he runs like a real. He doesn't look very natural. No, that's, yeah, just, I'll just we'll put it that way. Here's a question for you. How many people do you think Rybeck killed? Just just on the boat. Like, I'm sure he killed more oh. people before that, but how many people uh, did he kill? A dozen. That's a good guess. I'd say two dozen. 
He killed 47 people 47. In, in the movie Under Siege. 47 people. I don't remember him killing them. Anymore. And it wasn't as if like a bunch of them were like, oh, he blew up this ship and 75 people died on it. Like, no, he he basically kills like 35 people himself. Like hand, and then, like, like hand to hand. And then like, I think one instance he blows something up and like it kills 10 people. Did, did he happen to break anybody's arms first? Well, it's funny you answer that. You ask that question because my next question is, what's the best fight move? The best fight move slash kill. Um, snapping someone's arm. No. Ripping out someone's throat, which he does in this movie, or gouging out someone's eyeball. It's when he pulls on the thing and the, the beam just goes straight down on someone. Oh, so just straight up smashing someone with a beam. Yeah. Okay, that's but good. In this movie, that's probably the best one. Yeah? You didn't like the throat? Like when he just, he just rips out a guy's throat for no reason. I mean, not for no reason, but like, it seemed like that wasn't all. I mean, the guy had it coming. He did. I kind of like the beam. You like the beam too? You guys didn't like the eye. I forgot about the eye gouge, which leads into the the, the tomahawk <laughs> knife chop on the head. Right. Well, that good was pretty, that that was, was pretty good, that too. That was a good one, too. Okay. And also the, the grenade booby trap door okay. thing. That was a good one, too. Yeah. That was quick thinking. So I, I should have mentioned this earlier. Last thing I have, which is when we're talking about like what happens next. I do. I do. All kidding aside, I want to see a sequel, but I want it to be a prequel. And I want to see Ryback before he gets demoted to being a cook. Oh. You know he's got some shit he was getting, well, that, getting well, down on. And then also, uh, actually, if we're going back to that, I had uh, something that could have happened was whoever they had lined to buy up the missiles, mm-hmm. to buy the missiles, because we never hear who they're working. Like, we don't know who they're working for. We don't know who they're selling them to. They get pissed and then come after Casey. Oh, that's, that's a straight up. That's a sequel. Yeah. We got ideas for a prequel and a sequel. Straight up sequel. Ready, locked and loaded. It's kind of like Taken, isn't it? A yeah, little, a little take, bit. Yeah, it's like take the, you take the, my daughter. All right, I'll, I kill all of you. All right, hey, you killed all my people. I'm going to come after you now. Like you killed my son. Right, your son was a bad person. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It obviously works. How many takens are there now? Three. Three. Three? I'm we're, sure that we're, won't. Be. We're waiting for number four. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna, they're going to start taking his grandchildren. Just wait for it to drop. That's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get back here! <laughs> Damn oh, kids. Oh man. Well, Under Siege had a budget of thirty-five well, million dollars. But he said she's pregnant. The daughter's pregnant, though, in the last movie. Oh, see, I didn't oh, see, see. I stopped okay. watching after one. So there you go. That is. See, we already know what so it's. They were already be. set it up. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're gonna set it up. Done. You're welcome. Well, we'll we'll have you back to talk about Taken. Can't wait. Wrapping up Under Siege again. The budget uh, had a budget of thirty-five million dollars. Gross worldwide wide of just over one hundred and fifty-six million dollars. It. Actually, won uh, or there, it was nominated for some awards for an Oscar. So, best sound and also best effects slash sound effects editing. I can uh, see that. And also the BMI Film Award for the music award. So we, I was I was ra- you know, giving Gary Chang some trouble earlier, but he did get, he did get nominated for an award. So good for him. Thanks, All right, thanks, to, Gary. to wrap up Under Siege, let's start with uh, with with Dad for joining us today. Overall thoughts about Under Siege. What 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 do you want to say as far as a why should people go, if they haven't already, see Under Siege, or why should they rewatch it for the, in your instance, 48th time? It's an uh, entertainment movie. It's a mindless escapade of <laughs> who knows what you want to call it. but Of arm-breaking. Yeah, arm-breaking. and <laughs> Eye um, gouging. You just, just don't know what's going to happen, but you kind of know what's going to happen. So it's one of those things that, oh, I can't believe he did that. Oh, I can't believe he did it. But, so it's, it's kind of entertainment. It, it does. It does take you back to a, a simpler time where the <laughs> stakes were low, 
Now, I'm going to rephrase that. The stakes were high, but you knew that the main character was going to survive and he was going to basically just kill a bunch of the bad guys in extravagant ways. Yes. And you mm-hmm. didn't have to worry about, like, yeah. Like, now is, now, is, is there going to be a twist? Now there's all these twists and, like, oh, the bad guy got killed or he's got this. Like, it's just sometimes it's fun. And this is, I think this is, this is exactly why the uh, Takens of the world and why the, um, What's Keanu's big old thing now is John Wick. Oh, why the John Wicks world of the movies of the world are so successful is that it really is like going back in time to the '90s, where it's good guy, bad guys. You pissed off the good guy, now he's going to kill all the bad guys, and that's essentially how every movie Such, goes. And he, and he gets and he gets close to dying. Sure, and you got but, the, he, but the, he never dies. You got the Expendables too. Well, you, great, let's bring all the good guys in. Yeah. this is your second I mean, plug that's a, for that's Expendables. A big, big movie. I love those movies. Let's let's bring all of the action stars in and do the exact same thing. They do. Yeah. If you watch it under siege, uh, the best part to me of is it, it, kind of a funny part. At the very end, when all the generals are standing there going, "Call them off! Call them off!" The, you know the, the fighters. Yeah. Like, the, like they don't know it's going to call off the fighters. I mean, right. Oh, oh, we, oh we, we forgot something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no, we just <laughs> as they blow up oh, the shit, ship, we just bombed the the battleship. Oh, oops. we never told we never told them not Whoopsies. to do that, did we? Oh, oops. My bad. Thanks, Casey. Um, well, that's a really well way to say you should definitely go see Under Siege and uh, rewatch it again because it. I think it holds up. It's fun. It's just it's just good old fashioned action totally. movie fun. A little bit of nerd outreach to wrap up the episode. So thank yous. I want to thank my dad yes. for taking the time to come and join Thanks us. Thanks for joining. Thank us. you for having me. This I hope I didn't make a fool of myself. Just a few times. Did you enjoy yourself? <laughs> yes, I did. Okay, good. All right, perfect. Uh, as always, we want to thank our listeners and tell them to, of course, you know, share this, rate us, follow us. You know all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, etc. Um, real quick, next episode preview. So we've got a couple more anniversary um, sh- episodes coming up. I'm actually not going to spoil this one, but we got a couple really big ones coming down the pipeline. So yeah. um, look forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right. Well, until next time, I am Justin. I'm John. And we'll see. And, and I'm Bill. And that's Bill. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you. Bye bye. So who are you? Are you like some special forces guy or something? Nah, I'm just a cook. Under siege coming up. You coming at you next? I'll say that again. Under siege. Under Siege, coming at you next. Is that better? I can make that work. Okay. You can make it work.